My name is Mark Vina, and welcome to the Smart Tech Check podcast, where we cover all tech topics that are smart home, home automation, home security, and console gaming related. In other words, all the cool stuff. Today is Friday, August 21st, 2020. The weekend is just 24 hours away, actually less than 24 hours. Um, and I hope all of you will, will have a great weekend. Um, as many of you know, Apple refreshed their flagship and iconic iMac um, uh, models a few weeks ago. It's probably gonna be the last time we see the existing iconic design um, before Apple reportedly will be coming out with a brand new Apple iMac form factor, but more importantly, uh, with Apple Silicon CPUs, the, 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 uh, the, the word on the street is that's probably going to happen in the uh, January, February timeframe, but who knows because Apple's involved. But anyway, I did, you know, Apple has come out with a new refreshed iMac uh, form factor. Um, uh, really not a change in the form factor itself, but an upgrade from a CPU and some other things that they've kind of tweaked it with. And I already have uh, Apple jealousy because I always like to, to upgrade to the latest uh, and greatest Apple iMac Max, but I haven't done that yet, but I do have a friend that I did reach out to and I couldn't resist the opportunity to uh, chat with him. I thought it'd be a great idea for a podcast to get his impressions of this new, his new swanky iMac and get his new initial impressions. Apparently uh, his full-blown review has come out today and I'll, we'll refer to that in a, in a couple of seconds. But with that, I'd like to uh, introduce Dwight Silverman, the longtime technology columnist for the Houston Chronicle as well, and I've said this before, a self-described connoisseur of the best places to eat in Houston. I know that's not your official title, um, Dwight, but you know, I, when there are places, great places to eat, you know where, where, where all the great places are. Because um, I did live in Houston for 10 years and it's a city that's still very close to my heart. Dwight, welcome to the podcast. Well, thanks for having me, Mark. This is, it looks like it's gonna be a lot of fun. I have to warn y'all this, uh, you know, I am working from home, my, my work desk is, in basically in the dining room next to the dining table. You may hear my cats. You may hear my wife putting away groceries or trying to shush the cats, but that's just kind of the, the work from home uh, way it is these days. And that's the way it operates, you know, and it's great. You, know, right. you know, when you hear the phrase, it's live television, this is live work from home, a live work right. from home podcast. So anything can happen, but uh, I'm sure it'll be a lot of fun. But um, before we get to that, you know, to, to the reaction of the, uh, your reaction to the iMac and your mm -hmm. initial impressions, I want to talk about the work from home thing because you know millions of Americans are still, you know, working at home. A lot of them, it's 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 been a brand new experience for them. Mm -hmm. You know, notebook computer sales have gone out of out of sight. You know, as, especially peripherals that are associated with working from home, um, as people more and more people have hunkered down and 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 have not decided yet whether they'll be going back. And in fact, many companies are still. Um, uh, asking their, uh, their employees to stay home. But you've been doing it for quite some time, um, Dwight. So I want to talk about, about your work from home setup um, to get a kind of a flavor for the way you approach work from home, uh, work from home activity. Sure. So I am, I've been actually working from home since the 90s, uh, back when the Chronicle had a um, technology section. I would kind of uh, go into hiding for two and a half days at home uh, write most of it so that I wasn't distracted. Uh, back then, I had um, ISDN, an ISDN connection. Now uh, you're dating yourself. You, I, that's right. That's I'm right. glad you didn't say a dial-up modem. You, you didn't go back that far. Although I know <laughs> I you did, did have, have that, that, that for a time. Yes, did have that too. But, um, uh, and, and so I've kind of have been doing this for a long time. And I, I you know, probably the 
the main thing that I would recommend for people who've not done this or who are kind of struggling with it is, you know, a lot of people who started out with it, uh, started out working from home perhaps as early as March, uh, wound up with a, you know, setting up on the dining table, setting up, you know, on the couch, trying to work, on, you know, in the kitchen. The, the, one of the most important things is to actually, like, get a place that's just for this if you can possibly do it. Um, you know, my setup, we're in a two-bedroom condo um, being empty nesters, and my setup is at the end of the dining room. I have a, a nice uh, desk uh, with a dual-screen monitor set up, and kind of when I come here and I sit down, I can get in, into the work mindset, and that is mm -hmm. probably the best thing. Keep your workspace clean, cleaner than you would at work, uh, and uh, so that, you know, you, it's kind of business you're business focused. And the, and the other important thing I think is get dressed. I, I start at 6.30 in the morning, uh, you know, updating our websites, uh, which is, you know, we have a, an energy site called Fuel Fix and I make sure all the latest energy news is up on that. And that takes about an hour, hour and a half. And then I go take a shower just as I was gonna commute to work. I put on clothes and I make sure I have shoes. That's very important. Um, and pants, and uh, and so that I'm actually like dressed, and there's like the ritual that you have for work uh, is, is very important. And and then finally, make sure that you have everything you need within reach, which may mean if you had a desk that you've used just in general for occasional work, you I would suggest breaking it down and putting it back together like completely uh, with an eye toward doing work for it. I've did that. Initially, when I started, and since I just got this iMac, I took it apart again and reassembled it, kind of knowing the way I've been working lately. So everything is just within easy reach. You know, when you think about your desk at work, you know, your phone is like right there. You know, you mm -hmm. have your, uh, you know, place where you keep your papers over here. And, and set up your desk for work, not just for occasionally sitting down and using a computer. Mm. No, those are those are really good, really good tips. And you know, you know what's interesting is that, um, of course, what's dramatically increased over the last few months because people are working from home is video conferencing. I mean, I did video right. conferencing quite a bit, but not on the level that we're all doing it now. I mean, I'm routinely on eight, nine hours of calls, video calls. Right. And it, it, and I and I think the 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 protocol has changed. I mean, when, uh, before the pandemic, I could call into a video conference and get away with hiding the video because maybe I hadn't taken a shower yet or <laughs> right, I'm not, you know, right. I'm in my jammies. Right. Uh, but today there seems to be a protocol that, you know, if you're on a call at eight o'clock in the morning and it's a video call, they people want to see you, you know? Yes. I, yes. You know, and I, so I think that is an, I think the, the advice you're giving is really good in that you, you should just think about, Hey, you're going to work. It's like you're hopping right. in the car and you're right. driving over to the office. Um, what about any tech tips in terms of what are you using for um, things like, um, because I'm using AirPods now for my right. for the my headphones, but what are you using for gear in terms of the audio? Are you? I, it looks like you're using AirPods as well. I'm or? using AirPods also. Um, mm -hmm. uh, I use AirPods. I also have a if I had to, if it has to be like really like high quality audio. There's a, another podcast I do where they this week in tech where they're mm -hmm. really uh, they're really intense about how good the audio sounds. I have like a gamer headset with a microphone uh, and I do that. The other thing, you know, we're both using uh, virtual backgrounds. 
Yes. And, uh, and I think that it's important, uh, you know, to pick a good background, particularly if you want to hide what's, you know, behind you. So right now, what is behind me, if I didn't have a virtual background, uh, is, uh, you know, my dining room and the mm -hmm. living room beyond it. And you might see, you know, my wife walking back and forth across there. That's really not something that, that you want that's very professional. Not that having, you know, uh, a bar is that professional, but at least, at least it hides it. And, and so one of the reasons, and this is a minor reason why I got this iMac, is that the Mac Mini I had, that it was originally my desktop, but it was from 2012, mm -hmm. didn't have the graphics power to do a virtual background. Right. And so I would wind up doing conference calls on a MacBook Pro that I had that could handle it. But, um, but then I would have to take the MacBook Pro out. If I, I didn't, wasn't able to like share my screen with the stuff I had on my desktop, you know, that was kind of a pain, in, you know, pain to do it that way. Um, so th although that wasn't the main reason I did it, to me, it was important to be able to hide, you know, my private life and concentrate on my work life. And so being able to do uh, a virtual background, I think is important. A lot of people have fun with it. Some people, you know, put up uh, uh, just kind of a, you know, basic background. What a lot of people do is if they have like a workspace that has bookshelves and so forth in it, but people are still walking back and forth because they're in like a small apartment, they take mm -hmm. a picture of their workspace static and then use it as a virtual background. Right. So it looks like there's their bookshelf. You can see their books. You can kind of, it looks homey, but there's no like people walking back and forth, carrying laundry baskets or chasing the dog. So, well, and, um, and I think we should state the obvious too, is that you make sure that you're using an appropriate piece of wallpaper because I, yes, I have yes. been on a few calls where, you know, you, you see someone put up a piece of wallpaper saying, do you really want other people to see that wallpaper, you know, and you know, you're, if you're, if you're working again, you know, when you're doing these calls, sometimes people get confused that, you know, you're working in a virtual office environment and you want to convey a professional um, image for yourself. Right. So, right. and that's not to say you shouldn't have fun with it, you know, having a kind right. of a fun, and that, you, that's very much a, a, very much a Houston background that you have there, Dwight, you know, with, a, yes. with, <laughs> with one of the downtown bars. Um, uh, <laughs> Houston. Well, and I put this up, I had this up from last night because we did a staff happy hour uh, mm -hmm. last night. And so I, I was like, okay, I am in a bar, you know? So, um, so I had a reason for doing it. I just left it. It's a, it, it, you're, yeah, it's a fun picture. The important thing I think, as you said, is that it, it, you know, you want to hide what's going on in the background, but also you, it should be professional. Right. Yeah, and you know, and, and as you can see, as I play around with this little AirPod, the and these these are the new the new AirPods mm -hmm. that just came out not too mm -hmm. long ago. Um, I've never had good luck with them; they they pop out of my ear. I love the convenience, and the, and the reason why I'm not using my trusty over the head headphones. My I have a uh -huh. I've got a new Jabra Jabra uh -huh. set, fabulous. Is that when you wear uh, over the ear headphones doing a podcast? Uh -huh. The podcast, the virtual background sometimes gets uh, gets um, yes, the virtual background, yes. and you have like a black halo over your head. So you know, yeah. so the advantage of this is that you don't have that problem. But the, the downside is that I'm always having my, I'm always cupping this so the thing right. doesn't fall out of my ear, and I'm actually using a Yeti USB microphone for that high quality sound that you talked right. about because the audio right. is very, audio is very important. You know, if your party can't hear you clearly, 
right. it's a problem. And, and some of the solutions out there are really terrific, you know, in terms of really getting professional grade audio. Um, let's, let's flip over to the reason why I got you on the podcast. Okay. And that is this new, I'm so jealous. I cannot tell you. Um, <laughs> Um, I love the fact that you were tracking your iMac in terms of being shipped out of, it came out of Asia, if I'm mistaken. If yeah, I'm, it was, came out of Shanghai. Right. And, um, and I have this great little. You ordered it directly called, from Apple, by the way, too. You, you went yes, right. To Apple. Mm -hmm. Right. I have, I, have this, I have this great little app called uh, for the Mac called Deliveries. There's also a version for iOS. Yes. And essentially you put in all your tracking information and not only does it show you, you know, um, kind of what the status is in text, but it maps it. So you can actually see when it comes across uh, the Pacific Ocean from China, lands in, you know, wherever it lands on the West Coast, moves to the FedEx hub at Memphis, and then to Houston. And so it's kind of, it's, it's kind of fun. And, and it refreshes regularly. So, you know, if you're if you're excited about getting your thing, you don't have to like refresh, refresh, refresh. Well, in fact, in fact, it's a, I think it's four ninety nine because I actually at your at your urging in in one of your in your blog, I actually uh -huh. downloaded it myself a few days ago, and it's terrific because you can have packages coming from different sources: UPS, right, uh, the United States Post Service. Now, all of, of course, a lot of the independently, a lot of the uh, carrier services provide mm -hmm. tracking capability. Mm -hmm. But I like the fact that it's very convenient. You can have multiple packages from different. Right. Carrier. So right. thank you for that tip. That's a, that's a, it's a great app. Um, so, um, and, and I will tell you that the thing about that Apple, you, learn, you know, learned with the whole tracking thing and we really, why, why it's a part of the, you know, the buying experience when you're buying a new computer. Um, I don't know if anybody has, on the, on the, uh, whether you, uh, Dwight, or whether um, any of our listen, listeners have, has ever gotten a German car, like a BMW or an mm -hmm. Audi, but BMW does an exceptional job at this is that if you buy a car from them and especially if they build the car, in Germany, mm -hmm. it's a whole experience the way they track it. You know, the, mm -hmm. you know, the, company, the, the car is now in pre-assembly. Now it's being built. It's going through uh, quality testing. And you can see all these phases. And then, of course, it gets shipped and you can track it as it's right. going across on the water. So it is quite an experience, you know, especially when you're making a, uh, an expenditure like that because an iMac is not exactly an, uh, an inexpensive right. Um, well, that BMW sounds like sounds like Domino's with their pizza tracker, you know. That, well, and uh, you could probably say that Domino's picked that up from uh, from uh, from BMW. But let, let's talk about uh, first before we get to the to the exact the iMac, what you liked, what you didn't like. I, it sound, you know, I, I did glance at your review this morning, and it sounds like mm -hmm. there was a lot that you did like. Mm -hmm. um, why did you get? Let's talk about the exact configuration itself, because that's a. I'm always curious about why did you make the choices that you did. In sure. Terms of Sure. memory and the processor the two or three big big choices you had you had to make sure so um i i bought the mid-tier item with the with the uh opening uh you know with the basic uh processor mainly because i wasn't you know i don't do anything that's really intensely uh process you know pro it's processor intensive intensive um uh, but that said uh the processor that's in here which is a core six core Core i5 Intel processor is very uh, is pretty robust, and I uh, and it has an, a, a, an ATI Radeon uh, uh, gaming card. A GPU, right? Right, and so it's you know I could easily play games on here and get a decent experience doing that. Part one and two, um, I may process occasional video for things that I do for the Chronicle, but um, I'm not going to do like a two-hour movie. 
you know, a five minute video would, you know, process very quickly on this. Mm-hmm. Um, so I didn't really need anything particularly high end. And when you're dealing, of course, with, with Apple and you're not uh, made of money, you know, you're going to have to, it, things are going to be, get more expensive as, as it ramps up. Um, so I did that. I got 16 gigabytes of RAM. The base is eight. And I thought about um, getting the eight and then upgrading it myself, but I did, which would be cheaper. Um, but, but I also decided, no, you know, I'll start with 16. That probably should be the base. And then later, if I want to, you know, RAM is cheap enough that I could upgrade and do more. I don't think I'll need more given what I, given what I do. Well, and, and, um, you know, tr- and truth be told, you know, Apple has over the years has really shied away from user replaceable upgrades. I mean, the, the iMac is one of the few, one of the, um, remaining products where you can upgrade the, the memory. You can't upgrade the storage. The solid state right. storage right. is all fixed and it's soldered to the, to the, to the system board. Um, and I have actually, when my existing iMac, it's actually pretty straight, straightforward and you can save mm-hmm. a bunch of money. It's not, it's not right. very hard to do it. Right. You know, and I've got 64 gig in my iMac and it, uh, you know, and that really does help you from a performance standpoint, if you, especially if you're doing a lot of, mm-hmm. you know, CPU intensive um, mm-hmm. applications. But why did you step? I'm, I'm, what I'm, I'm a bit surprised at. Why didn't you step up to the highest end CPU? Was it just clearly I don't. You don't think you needed the horsepower? I didn't need it. I mean, I just I, I really didn't think I needed it. And um, you know the and I can tell you I have not wanted at all for anything performance related so far. Mm. It has not at all been an issue. Um, you know, my usage is primarily day-to-day is work stuff. I, the, the, probably the toughest thing I do regularly is do, I do a lot of video editing and often with large video files and, but it just handles it fine. I also use, um, virtual machines, uh, both windows and Mac virtual machines in order. I'm running Catalina here. We have an application at the Chronicle that we use, uh, that is not 32 bit. So it wouldn't run on Catalina. So I've got uh, Mojave and a virtual machine. I run that. I run, I, I run Windows and keep Windows up to date. So I essentially can have a Windows machine. Mm-hmm. And, um, and it, both of them, you know, run great. I don't ever need to run them side by side, which then I might need, um, you know, more memory. But, uh, but, it, you know, the kind of the kinds of things I do, um, the processor is just fine. I did, I bumped it up from 512 to a terabyte of, uh, of uh, storage. What's interesting about this configuration on the Mac, uh, the iMac is that if you go to the two terabyte and I think there's a five terabyte drive, mm-hmm. those actually are not fixed to the motherboard. And so, um, you could get in there and say, if you had the two terabyte, you could upgrade to the next one. <clears throat> but, um, but you know, it's, it's the other ones. Yes. Are kind of fixed to the motherboard. If you get with the, more standard storage configuration. Yeah, I'm, I'm a, you know, the iMac, I'm a little nervous about prying up in the iMac, you know. That, yes, uh, you I know. have done it. I've done it with the old 24 inch kind of thick one. Uh, right. I replaced the, um, I replaced the hard drive in one once and it was, it was not that hard, but it's really nerve wracking because there's a lot of like small wires you have to pop open and so forth. And I was able to, I did it fine and, and did a, a blog post that became fairly popular about it, but mm-hmm. it's not something I don't think I would want to do with this machine at all. Now, it's, it's funny because about a year ago, I up, my, um, 
uh, got my mother a, um, a Mac Mini. Uh, the, mm -hmm. the, I, got, I think it's their most current model about a year and a half ago. And I, I did mm -hmm. actually upgrade the memory because I didn't want to pay the, the Apple tax for the, for the memory. And I will tell you, even though you could do it, on my mother's kitchen table, I probably had 45 little tiny screws. And, yes. and of course, <laughs> I had to go out yes. and buy, by the way, and they sell these on Amazon, by the way. They're uh, Apple they're toolkits specifically for Apple. Right. right. With, with the right um, bits. And, uh, mm -hmm. and my mother walked over at one point where she said, and I knew what I was doing, but it took me probably a good hour to, to make mm -hmm. the upgrade. She thought I was diffusing a bomb. There were so many parts all over. <laughs> There's no way the average user could ever do what you what you're doing. So, getting back to the, the to your impressions, so uh -huh. you're very pleased with the performance from a purely the from performance. A yes, the performance is excellent. Um, so, for example, I, I mentioned the virtual machines that I use, mm -hmm. <clears throat> and one of the things about the vir virtual machines is. Um, you can, if, you, if you've never worked with one, uh, you, you can get it up and running and then you can suspend it. And what it does is it takes the memory, the, 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 uh, uh, the state of the virtual machine in memory and saves it as an image file to the drive. And then when you restart it, it takes that image and loads it back into memory. It's exactly the way it was. Yes. So on the Mac mini, say with running, uh, as I mentioned, I use Mojave sometimes. With the Mac Mini, I would take, you know, suspend it. It would probably take five to seven seconds to suspend and come back up again. Um, it takes two seconds on this to do that. that I so use, it, it, yes. it is uh, dramatically faster. Yes. Now, you know, the memory is faster. The, the uh, SSD is faster. Uh, the processor is faster. And so it's probably a combination of things. But when I'm ready, you know, before, um, when I wanted to launch a virtual machine, I kind of like had to stop and wait for it. And now I click, I take a breath, and I'm working. And that is, uh, that is pretty impressive. Well, and you know, are you using Parallels or VM? Parallels. So I'm a Parallels, Parallels. guy myself, and I, I love you. You know, it, it, you know, my advice to people that if you're not, if, if technically speaking, you can you can do some gaming on a, on a Parallels VM on a Mac, mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. let's face it, you really have to have uh, first of all, most of the really good uh, PC gaming is on our Windows. There's really not that many great right. games on on, on Mac OS. But I like to tell people if you're going to do gaming, you know, you're probably better off with a Windows, um, a Windows PC. Mm -hmm. the, the virtual, the virtual um, solutions are are, are are a bit challenging. Uh, but for, 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 for I, uh, as a productivity device for just using Office 365 mm -hmm. and other applications, it's fabulous. You know, yeah. in fact, and you, I think you and I talked about this before, is that, um, and we'll talk about it in a second when we talk about the Apple Silicon um, dynamic of this discussion, which will, you know, which will. Uh, inspire a lot of chatter three or four months from now, it'll be interesting to see how well a, a program like a Parallels runs on Apple Silicon, emulating an Intel architecture, x86 um, mm -hmm. CPU. And it'll, it'll be ironic because in many ways, I think um, Windows runs better in a VM than it does sometimes on a, on a dedicated Windows. Oh, piece, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. From I a agree. compatibility it's, standpoint it's, and from a driver yes. standpoint. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. 
So let's get, you know, get to the other question that I really wanted to hit you with because we are, we're doing this podcast on your, your, your new swanky iMac, mm-hmm. and that is the webcam. Because the webcam yes. is, a, is, is a dramatic step up. I'm using a Logitech Brio camera, which is a 4K mm-hmm. camera, and, and the visual, it, it really is almost broadcast quality um, imagery. Talk, talk, let's talk about it. Uh, you look fabulous, you know, in terms of maybe not you personally, Dwight. But I look fabulous. Yeah, I'm being very, very nice, but the picture is <laughs> So talk to me a little bit about that. I mean, right. uh, have you got any compliments from other people that you've done Zoom calls over the last few days? With um, no, uh, but I'm, t- you know, most of the Zoom calls I've had have been with, you know, my staff and uh, the people I work with and they're, you know, journalists and they're not paying much attention to, to that. You know, if they were a, a, a techie would probably notice it. Um, but I, but I know that when, you know, you're on a zoom call and you've got the, you know, the grid view and you can see everybody else, I have to admit, I look a hell of a lot better than (laughs) colleagues do. Um, and, and so it's, it, it is definitely a, a much better experience than it was before. I had, in fact, because of my issue with the, um, with the Mac minis background, I had bought. Uh, a uh, a Logitech webcam, the one of the like the 615C, I think, which is a, a lower end one, but still HD, and it uh, it worked very well. And on there, this is much better than that. It's got a little more color correction. It handles low light better. Um, I'm not using its microphones now. I'm using the uh, the microphone on the um, on my AirPods. But actually, I can let me switch over. I can switch. Yeah, I, I was going to ask you that because the new micro, there is a new microphone capability in these new iMacs. Right. And so now I am on uh, the iMac microphone. I don't know if that sounds any different to you. It sounds uh, a, a bit distant, but that's because, you know, you're not close to the mic. But, it's, right. but it is clear. But I'm it is also, clear. You know, I'm in a room that's echoey. Yes. So probably getting some of that. But it's probably decent and probably would be fine in a, uh, uh, in, in a Zoom Sure. Yep. You know, and, and one thing I'll, you know, suggest to you that I've been, I, I've done with my existing iMac, um, Dwight is, you know, I'm, I'm a big graphics performance type of guy. And like, you know, the, one of the downsides of an all in one form factor is that whatever graphics card you get with, you've got to live with for quite a bit of time. Right. However, right. And, and maybe not all users are aware of this. Um, there are, uh, you know, app, um, Mac OS supports external GPUs. So yes. there's, and I, I actually have uh, one by Sonnet and there's a few companies out there that make mm-hmm. it. It's a very, it almost looks like a shoebox, mm-hmm. and it allows you to get, you know, discrete graphics cards. Yes. They have to be AMD based because the uh, Mac OS doesn't, uh, doesn't really fully support Nvidia graphics mm-hmm. cards, but I've been able to upgrade my, the graphics on my um, unit um, a couple of times over the last uh, three years. And I just plug it into the USB-C uh, port and I get all mm-hmm. the benefits of upgraded graphics performance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so, you know, you mentioned the USB port. One of the things I have a couple of gripes about. Uh, yeah, the, please. This is iMac. So it only has two USB-C ports. And what's interesting, unless you buy a high-end dock, uh, it's typically USB-C, less expensive USB-C adapters and expanders only pass through power. Yes. and won't pass through. So, Data. you know, I, it's, I feel kind of limited. I probably end up buying a more uh, expensive dock with more USB-C uh, connections as time goes on. But that, I, you know, the fact that it has four USB-A 
and two USB-C uh, uh, ports. I, I kind of almost wish it was flipped or maybe three and three. Uh, well, and, I really... and, I, and I haven't been able to find, uh, because I don't believe the, the current USB-C spec supports this, but you know, with USB-A, you know, you can buy a splitter, you know, you, 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 right. you plug one device to a USB port and you might be able to buy a strip with four or five, six USB ports. So you can, you know, multiply the number of ports. You can't do that with USB-C. Um, I, I, at least I haven't been able to find a, an, an adapter out there that does that because if, you know, that's the problem with USB-C is that if you only have two or three or four, you're pretty much limited to two or three or four. You can't, right. you can't multiply them with some type of adapter. There's a, I think a full dock, like some of the a dock uh, might Thunderbolt. Be able to a dock, yes. Right. A, a dock, dock does it, but that's 200 or $300. dollars Yeah, it's an expensive uh, right. option. Right. So, so, so that, that's one thing that, uh, that, that bothers me a little bit. The other thing, and this was, this is a really interesting discovery, but I remembered it from my previous iMac. I, I have a pair, a set of Klipsch 2.1 speakers. Uh, speakers. Oh, and those are incredible speakers. And, but the problem is, is that when I went to plug it into the jack, because the back where it starts is curved a little bit, the jack wouldn't go in all the way. The plug wouldn't go in all the way. And I got a hum. And I wound up having to buy a USB to uh, 3.5, 2.5 audio jack in order to be able to, um, to plug my speakers in, which was kind of annoying. Um, but but I remembered that from my previous iMac, so it, it's not a new problem that that Apple hasn't solved. I've got a cat over here. I know. I, I, I you have a visitor. <laughs> a visitor has entered. He may the, jump the, on me. He sud may suddenly appear here. So don't be surprised. You know, I wonder if you could you could have gotten like a little tiny um, audio cable extender just to plug into the port, and then you plug in the you know a, that, that yeah. Um, but I wasn't sure that that I wouldn't have the same problem. Maybe, yeah, you know, because it's because of the curve. And so it works fine. And actually, the, 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 the sound, the audio from this Mac uh, is noticeably better than it was on my um, Mac Mini. I mean, music sounds, uh, the speakers have always sound great, but the music is much fuller and, uh, uh, you know, it's being pumped out at more power. And so I'm, mm -hmm. I'm really happy with the sound of it on so on balance, because we've just got a few minutes here, here left mm -hmm. here, you're, you're, you're pretty happy with it and you're glad you made the upgrade. Yes. And, you know, you, you had wanted to talk about, you'd wanted to talk about the um, uh, not waiting for Apple Silicon. I want to hit that topic. That's important. Okay. Why, did, they, why right. did you not wait? Right. So there's a couple of reasons. Number one, I, for my job, I need to be able to use uh, the latest Apple uh, operating system. And one of the reasons I had to replace this at all was because uh, the Mac Mini is not supports no longer supported. This is the 2012 Mac Mini, which was the last Mac Mini where you could replace both the uh, storage and the memory. Mm -hmm. And so it's actually very popular. I, you know, probably a year or so ago, uh, I was seeing uh, Mac Minis at the configuration that I had. Uh, selling for close to $1,000 on eBay. So it was a really popular device because of that. Um, so, uh, you know, I was loath to give it up, uh, but I needed, I needed it. And I was going to wait uh, for Apple Silicon because some of the early rumors indicated that there would be a desktop 
and a notebook in the first round of um, Apple Silicon devices coming at the end of this year. Mm -hmm. But as time went on, uh, those um, rumors changed and almost everyone who has uh, uh, view into the pipeline um, is uh, indicating that it's probably going to be a couple of portables. That means I would have had to wait until sometime into the next year. Um, and even then, uh, you know, I, what I thought more, I thought about it, I'd be buying version 1.0 and what I probably, if I wanted an Apple Silicon device, I probably would have waited for the 2022 revision. And I just couldn't wait that long. Right. When this came out and it had the specs that it did, and uh, it was it was just such a beautiful machine, um, and it kind of did exactly what I wanted, and knowing that every Mac I've had has been supported by Apple for at least eight years, because the Mac Mini was twenty twelve to twenty twenty, um, I felt comfortable buying this, right? And and so I decided to go ahead. You know, all things considered and pull the trigger the I probably in the next two years uh, or possibly next year, I'll need to replace my Mac notebook because it will no longer be able to support. It's a 2014. And so uh, I probably will end up having to having to replace that. And when that happens, I'll get, you know, an Apple Silicon device. The only the only thing that I'm really um, will be missing that I would really want to have is the ability to run iOS apps on uh, on a desktop or a right. notebook? I won't I won't have that. Um, but uh, you know, other than that, I think I'm you know I'm 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 really happy with this. I, I don't think I'll have any uh, Apple Silicon envy when they when they come out. But the, but the, the net net is your holdup was not you know if Apple Silicon was available today, even versus an Intel based offering. You would not have had any, had any qualms, you know, you know, buying a unit with with Apple Silicon right now if it was available. Well, I have. Well, so you know, we talked about we talked about the parallels issue, mm -hmm. and parallels demonstrated during the keynote at the Worldwide Developers Conference, um, running on running parallels on uh, a Mac. Yes. The problem is they didn't show Windows. It showed a Linux operating system, and um, when you ask Parallels officially whether it will run Windows, you get the dreaded "We have nothing to share at this time." And uh, and so I didn't really have confidence uh, as to what Parallels on a Silicon Mac would look like. You know, you have to remember that there's a lot of emulation will be going on on a uh, on a Silicon iMac. Uh, there will be um, the emulation used to run Intel-based apps. Uh, there's no guarantee that every Intel-based app will work right. on uh, Apple Silicon. So mm -hmm. there were kind of too many ifs. And when I make, when I talk about revision 1.0, I'm not necessarily talking about the hardware. I'm also talking about the software that's out there. So I need to be able to work from the get-go. And so even if like there were two side-by-side, uh, you know, you could choose either Intel or you could choose an Apple Silicon iMac. With the with the stuff that I don't know, I probably still would have gone with Intel. Sure, sure. Well, I mean, that's that's a very reasonable answer. I mean, I guess just in closing, uh, in closing, that was I, Siri. 
I know it sounded like it was another, Siri was in your house, but you know, just, but just to close, you know, to close this out, I, you know, I, I think that, um, you know, it would be hard for me to believe that parallels, if they, if they technically can make it work, which I'm sure, I'm sure there is a will, and well, you're willing to accept the performance trade-offs because there's emulation involved mm -hmm. and there's layers of emulation. That's a different mm -hmm. story. But I mean, the, I mean, the, the bulk of their customers are using parallels to run windows. I mean, I'm sure they have some customers using other operating systems, but right. I mean, to me, from a, they're not really much of a viable, it's not a viable product going forward an Apple Silicon if they don't have an offering, right. although, although Apple has claimed that they'll be, they'll be you know, um, building Intel-based Macs for the next couple of years. They've said that publicly. Right. You know? right. so, uh, and, and, you know, it's, it is, it's maybe not so much a performance issue, but there also may be compatibility issues with apps that are running on Windows that are kind of emulated on emulation. <clears throat> and um, so it's it, there's kind of too many unknowns. I've, I have the latest version of Parallels, Parallels 16, which was released uh, last week. Right. Uh, and it is, uh, it's also, you know, I've only installed it on this, so I don't know how it would have run on the, on the Mac Mini, but mm -hmm. it is, it, it in and of itself uh, is much better and much faster. So, um, you know, they, they clearly, uh, you know, Parallels improves a lot with each uh, iteration sure. and they have the technical know-how to probably get windows running. You know, I just, uh, given all of the unknowns, uh, and that being one of them, I probably still would have gone with Intel. Right. Well, well, Dwight, I think we're about out of time here, but I want to make sure that your cat is well fed because I know the cats get very upset. I think the cat's not. finally figured out it's time to go to sleep. So, well, listen, Dwight, thanks for your time. We really appreciate it. I want to thank the uh, More Insights and Strategy audience for listening to today's podcast. Please follow us and our usual social media partners, suspect partners. That's Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter. And until next time, have a great weekend. Mm -hmm.